What does true wellness mean to you? I'm Claudia Cometa, and that is the question I will be leading with in the Minding Wellness podcast. Each and every week, I will bring you experts who will share their personal wellness journeys and their insights into what it means to mind our wellness. Health is a state of body. Wellness is a state of being. Let's dive into improving our state of being. All right, my friends, this week I'm giving you a sneak peek into the world of Surrender Gym. That is my three-month mastermind that is currently in session, started in January and will be ending at the end of this month in March. As part of that, we have guest experts come on to talk about the concept of surrendering to life's flow. Our first guest expert in this round of Surrender Gym was Leela Dilla. She is amazing. This is actually her second time on the podcast. If you would like to get more of her great insights, you're welcome to go back to her first recording with me. This is just about a 20-minute piece from our expert guest series within Surrender Gym. Leela is a trauma-informed empowerment coach and spiritual mentor. She has such a deep spiritual connection with herself to the world around her and to the greater universe and spiritual realm that this was really such a deep and powerful conversation. I had to share it with you. So I hope you enjoy this. I look forward to hearing your feedback. And if you would like more information on Surrender Gym, you can go to surrendergym.com. Enjoy. You're welcome. I'm happy to be a part of it. I love what you're doing in the world and I'm happy to to share what I can on the topic. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much. So yeah, why don't we start with you giving kind of a background? I did share your bio with everybody, but it's always nice to just have it a little bit more dynamic and you verbalize um, sort of how you see your your journey. And then we can sort of dive into the concept of surrender and letting go. Cool. Um, yeah, I think uh, I started in the, under the umbrella of yoga and didn't really know what I was getting into and then realized that that just opened up like a, a massive journey of figuring out how to be happy, to be honest, and how to um, live a life that is on purpose and filled with joy and being able to have the tools to navigate the crap that comes to us because no life is without that. And um, one thing has kind of just led to the other where I teach yoga and I'm a coach and um, I'm a guide for women specifically that are looking to just live with more confidence and more presence and show up in their life in a grander way. And that um, it kind of continues to change. I feel like I should edit my bio every once in a while to just like I do edit it maybe like every year because there's things that are added and things that fall away. But but really, I just kind of see a disconnection in the world where people are perpetually discontent. And I really, um, I feel like that's kind of a taproot problem where we're all searching for something and don't really know what it is. So we're kind of running around looking in all the wrong places. And so it's, I'm kind of making it my personal mission to help guide people back towards themselves and back to what really matters so that we can live a life on purpose and, and feel happy along the way. So we don't get to the end of their life and realize we had what we needed all along. Um, yeah, so I do that through yoga and through coaching. I lead retreats and trainings. I'm shifting stuff this year um, a little bit. I've done a lot of retreats and trainings in the past the last three years, pretty much constantly traveling around. And um, this year I'm, I'm kind of condensing it in more towards um, spiritual mentorship with women. Um, and that looks like coaching with them every single week and just talking on the phone with them, which is 
really um, become kind of a passion point for me. So traveling a little less and condensing my work into more um, specific work with people that are um, on the same journey as me. So. So great. And I so resonate <laughs> with the concept of having to revisit a bio. Cause I think, you know, when I look yeah. to what I would have said five years ago, it's like, I don't even recognize that person. Who's that yeah. person? <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. It was useful at one time. Cause it got me to like the next stepping stone, but like right. <laughs> some of it has to fall away and then new things are added, which is beautiful, scary, but beautiful. So, so true. It is. It's really, and it, yeah, it's never met. I never meet it with like a, you know, sense of disappointment or disgust, but it's like, Hmm, that's, that's who I felt like I was then. That's really interesting. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm like, maybe that was like the preliminary, you know, that was grade one that led me to grade two, yes. I mean, grade three. And like, I needed one to understand two and I needed two to understand three. But, um, I think sometimes we get stuck on those different levels of like, Oh God, I can't let go of grade two. Yes. All my friends will disappear in grade two. <laughs> it's like, no, just go to three and there'll be new friends. <laughs> and it's you can so keep true. those two. Yeah. Like the concept of impermanence and being able to just, um, accept that that's, it's okay. It's more than okay. It's, it's needed. Yeah. And, uh, we that's can actually how life runs. Yeah. Yeah. No, so important. I, so I, that's why I always so love our conversations. I, I was telling a friend recently, it's almost difficult for me now to have surface level conversations. Cause I just like, Oh God, I like boop, just straight. I have to really focus on staying present through something very superficial. I'm like, Oh man, are you sure you don't want to talk about something real? <laughs> I know I'm with you. I'm so yeah. with you. That's because you know that's the grade we're in now. You know, I'm sure five years ago it would have been like you start talking deep to me, and I've been like, all right, um, yeah. go ahead and live your life in the clouds. I'm gonna be right here on Earth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I do think I love um, the, and maybe this is just my experience, but I really do think that everyone does have that deep chord in them, and in some way. I like to present it to anyone that I'm speaking to because I feel like, okay, well, if they're in front of me and I'm in front of them, there's got to be some sort of deeper exchange meant to happen here because this is what brings me to life. And I, I just truly believe that there's like a spiritual thread within every person that is alive and with every being that is alive. And I'm like, I'm going to speak to that because I do think that that's actually the part of us that knows how to be happy and the part of us that actually wants to be spoken to, even if the mind is like, oh, that's too weird for me. I'm like, hmm but maybe it's not. <laughs> Let's try it anyway. I want to go right. there. Like what's the harm of trying? Yeah. It's so, yeah. so true. And, and then people get a glimpse and they're like, wait, what was that? That was kind yeah. of cool. Maybe I need more of that. Yeah. That felt good. All of a sudden I felt like I, someone understood me for a moment. I'm like, yes, because we are all spirits. Our stories are different, but our hearts are the same. And if we can go there, then people really do feel understood and heard and like awake, like a scene for the first time, like, whoa, this person gets it. We're getting something is, a, is the same within us. I don't understand. Yeah. It like clicks on a light bulb. It's beautiful. Yeah. I so that the visual that kind of comes to mind is like what social media I see is a very, um, you know, like surface level wide, you know, approach. Whereas like just having these conversations is mm -hmm. like so much deeper. It's like the roots, you know, mm -hmm. versus just the leaves on the ground. So yeah, totally. <laughs> I uh, love, love, love it. Okay. Let's dive into yeah. the concept of surrendering because of course, you know, the mastermind that, that we're in is, um, is called surrender gym. So the whole intent is for us to have 
ongoing conversations very much like you would at a gym. Like, you know, a couple times a week, we're going to go exercise our body. So a couple times a week, we're going to exercise our mind and stay in the conversation rather than it be, you know, a one time now go back into mainstream society and figure it out. So, so let's talk about how you see the concept of surrender, maybe how it's shown up in your life. So however, um, however, just that word, even what does that word even bring up for you? So kind of like riff on that. Um, yeah, so I was thinking about it a lot because it's one of those words that's like thrown around a lot in the spiritual community and then also can stay kind of surface level where when I really like sat with it, I was like, surrender is not like, it's not just something that like tapped on my door and I was like, gladly, I can't wait to, you know, surrender everything I know about myself and just fully trust that there's something going on. It's actually extremely difficult. And so, um, I was journaling about it a bit and thinking like, how do I actually talk on this topic to where it's applicable to life? Because I do feel like there um, is a disconnect between spiritual principles um, and then actually being able to go home and participate those princ- like with those principles in our life, which then actually makes a corresponding change over time, which is what we're really looking for when we do this work, because I, I think looking at it on Instagram and watching other people do it, that's one concept of it. But people are really looking for freedom and a sense of, which I do think comes when we do finally surrender. But like, how do I do that? Like, how do I, would I just walk around and like, don't participate anymore? Is that surrender or like, it seems kind of like an airy fairy idea. So I was breaking it down a little bit and I was thinking, how do we chunk this down into bite-sized pieces? Just like to think about going to the gym and being like, great, I'm going to have a six pack. But how, but like, how do I do that? Like how many crunches do I actually do every day? How many, times do I have to go to the gym? How consistent do I have to be with it? And I think with spiritual concepts, we can actually, if we actually start to break them down like that and put them into like bite-sized pieces, then all of a sudden our really, our life really does start to change. And um, I kind of broke it down into three things. Like, why do we want it? What actually is it? And like, how, how do we do it? Yes. Um, and, and for me, I was thinking, I don't think I ever, um, <laughs> I kind of, I feel like, uh, my spiritual life, my career is all kind of on accident, but I, I, (laughs) now that I'm in it, I'm like, Oh, I see. There was like a grander hand Mm -hmm. and design here helping me figure this out. Thank God. (laughs) Because I'm not bright enough to be on the path I'm on, but there's, I I believe it's guidance that's helping me. And um, the first thing was like, why would someone want to surrender anyway? We're, We're kind of, we grow up in a life to think that we are all these other things. I am money. I make, I am the labels I'm given. I'm taught to accomplish and achieve and follow what everyone else has said. And so the concept of surrendering or like letting go or releasing goes pretty much like the complete opposite of what I've been taught all along. So there's an element of that that's just, it kind of irks me to begin with. My, my material sense, Leela, who I am, is like, why would I surrender? Like, that's complete opposite of what I've been taught from day one. Like, accomplish, do, get in it, do, like, play your roles forever. And now you want me to like give it all up? Like, why yeah. would I want to do that? <laughs> and if I, I believe that people, humans, don't do anything without a reason. Like we don't do anything without a why. Um, and so I was kind of breaking that down a little bit more. Like, why would I want to surrender? Like, you're going to ask me to give up all these things and let go. I will not do that without a purpose. Like, I'm right. not going to, people don't even go to the gym until they have, or really consistently go to the gym until they have a reason. Like, you get your cholesterol down, you got to lose a little bit of weight, or you have a wedding all of a sudden in six months, now you need to be skinny. Like, there has to be 
a why and a reason. Um, and to me, that reason is that if I just kind of zoom out and look at humanity as a whole, I, I really don't see um, our cult a culture or um, a species that's very happy. Um, and so to me, there's like a missing link between our actual nature, which is to be a spiritual being, which is to be actually content and happy by nature. Um, and then I see kind of this lifestyle that we live that seems surface level, like we were talking about, like the conversations don't go there. There's no real taproot. It seems very, we're just kind of touching the leaves and the branches. Um, and all the leaves and branches are looking for other leaves and branches to give them fulfillment. And then all of a sudden we're like, hmm, I'm still not fulfilled because I don't have a root in the ground. Um, so um, the reason is because I, I, I think that we're all searching for the same thing and we don't know how to find it because it's actually, um, we're not taught how to do it. And so the reason to want to, to let go of things is to actually land on ourself and our um, deepest self doesn't really take that much to be happy. It doesn't need a lot of accomplishments. It doesn't need a lot of money. It doesn't need a lot of labels. It doesn't need a lot of, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, like when other people approve us. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm not doing things based off of what you think. I'm doing things simply because I know it's right. Um, and so the, the reason is <laughs> because our life actually gets way better when we stop pretending that we're the general manager of the universe. Um, and our, like our stress hormones go down. <laughs> our ability to get into flow state is quite easy. Um, all of a sudden things start happening in our life. Like we sit next to each other on the table just happen to have these serendipitous things come in. Um, my, my blood pressure probably goes down. My overall health increases because I'm not forcing everything in my life to happen. Um, there's an, an, an a gazillion reasons as to why this is important, but, um, overall, if I, if I, me personally, I just think that, um, letting go and trusting a deeper element of our life and our spiritual nature would actually fix a lot of the world's problems. In my opinion, I know that's like gr very grand to say, mm -hmm. but I do actually believe that that's true. I think that we have a, um, a lot of massive humanitarian issues happening. And if all of us had the courage to go down to the taproot of it, which is to actually find connection with the soul and heart of who we are, it would ripple effect into the world. So to me, there's like a grand purpose behind wanting to surrender my personal issues and things that are going on in my own mental crap <laughs> and get back to the heart of what's really going on. Um, so whenever I think like, oh, this is hard or I don't want to meditate or I can't let this go. I'm like, hmm, what if I can't? The world can't. So I'm going to try to do it so that it ripples out and creates a, a bigger effect. Um, so that's the first thing I was thinking of. Does that make sense? Oh, it's just so good. It's so good. Um, all of it. So, but a few, a few things sort of rang, like, you know, how you just like, it, you hit it. And then um, it, like the general manager of the universe concept, because oh. I, we do feel like, I don't, I mean, I don't think we would ever speak those words, but that's sort of how we're living our lives as if we do have some kind of control over. And then you start to really think of it from just a logical standpoint and how illogical it is that we've lived our lives like that. Like, really, do we have any control over the weather and the abundance of the trees and the fact that like the ecosystem is perfectly created to, I mean, it's just like makes no sense that we have any control. Yeah. Yes, but we can understand how that's overwhelming to the mind as well and how that's actually exhausting that we, for some reason, subconsciously put ourselves into that role when the reality is like, 
I don't even have to think about my food once I put it in my mouth and somehow it's digested and turned into energy so that I can still be alive. Like, and then thinking beyond that, like I didn't make my, I didn't have anything to do with my parents meeting, my grandparents meeting, my great grandparents meeting. I didn't have anything to do with sitting at the table with you. If I actually think about it, most of the best things in my life or all of them, I'd go to say, I had nothing to do with. Yes. The things I did have to do with, I usually F them up. We screwed them up. (laughs) My participation, because my vision is so small, I'm just like a tiny speck down here. I'm I'm on the ground. I'm so tiny. I mean, zoom out, fly in an airplane, go just rise up a little bit and we see how small we are. And so to take on, for some reason our mind does this because we're conditioned to be stuck in the ego or a small self. I think I'm in charge of all these things. And it's no wonder we live in depression and anxiety to put that kind of pressure that kind of literal pressure on ourselves, which the opposite of pressure to me is like surrender and let go. And so it, it makes complete sense as to why we're a pretty drug addicted and um, addicted to everything. Actually, it doesn't have to be drugs, drugs, phone, <laughs> attention, yeah. food, all the things because we're trying to soothe the intensity that we've put on ourselves. All of a sudden, if I don't do all these things, I'll never get done. And I've got to keep up all these images for all these people. It is a anxiety and depression ridden society. And it, to me, it comes straight from this idea that all of a sudden I'm in charge of everything, um, which then leads me into the next part of like, if I'm not in charge of it, then who is? And I think that because religious structures um, are so tightly wound into our um, mind as well, they, it's a lot of people are put off by them. So we don't enter into that realm. Um, it seems too woo or too weird, or I don't belong in a church or whatever. Um, when, when, so it actually disconnects us from our real nature, because I do think the essence of all religion are the same thing, teaching us that we are a soul. I'm, although I'm very identified with my body this lifetime, my blonde hair, my face, my body and my mind, what I think my labels are, but beyond those two things, if I'm not my body and I'm not my mind, then who am I? I think that's a great question to start to ask ourselves. What do, who do we actually think we are? Um, I think it's a scary question to ask because from the moment we can remember having life, we've been told who we are by the way people react to us, the way our teachers and parents have told us to identify the labels that people have given us. So then I identify as a blonde, I identify as a woman, I identify as a teacher or all these labels some of them good, some of them true, some of them maybe not so good, some of them other people just gave us and we took on without even agreeing to them. Um, but the, I really think one of the first spiritually advanced questions we ask, which seems kind of dumb, is like, who am I if I'm not my body and my mind? Um, and to me, and uh, Mickey Singer teaches a lot about this at the Temple of the Universe, is like the essence of his thing is like, if I'm not the monkey chatter in my mind, I must be the consciousness behind that. Um, watching all these things happen because I can watch my body participate in my life. I can watch my mind tell a story about what we're doing right now. And so if I can do both those things and I must be something separate in sense from that. And I believe this is to be true. And this is the way that I teach yoga and the way that I live my life is that I am a spiritual being. I'm a soul inside of me. And I also have a body and mind that get to help me live this lifetime. Um, and so there's a very, key element to asking or suggesting that we should just let everything go to me it's very i I couldn't do that until i had a a deeper sense of identity you're telling me to let everything go well who will i be like i it's terrifying actually in the beginning it's like why would i let go of my identities why would i let go of the storylines that don't serve why would i let go of these habits 
if I have absolutely no idea where to land after that. And so there's like a preliminary section of work that I usually ask people to do is like, well, let's find like a soft place to land first to know that like, if I let go of this relationship or this job that's draining me or all of these habits that I've been doing for 20, 30 years that don't serve, I do actually have a sense of identity that's beyond those things. Oh my word. I loved this conversation. I really hope you found value, even though that wasn't the full content. It was such a great piece by Leela to start explaining the surrendering process and how to get our minds wrapped around what it means to surrender and how we can start logistically doing that in our own lives. She is an amazing soul. We were blessed to have her on. If you want to know any more about her or Surrender Gym, feel free to check the show notes for those links as we would love to continue sharing this topic. I kind of feel like this has become a mission of mine in my own life and to help others find a more peaceful way of living. I hope you enjoy this episode and I'll see you again next week.